1: I am back from vacation, and I already feel like I could use another one. Today, Jack, Will, and I are going to be discussing the ending of week six of Big Brother 25. We're also going to be talking about the explosive uh, live feeds that happened today. So make sure to stick around as we talk about that a little bit later in today's conversation. And on top of that, we have a wall comp happening. The HOH competition is the famous wall comp happening right now we are paying attention to it when we finish recapping today's episode we will be commenting on it as it continues live we have seen a bunch of house guests already drop out so it may even wrap up as we are talking about today's discussion jack and will where to begin with this vote flip that happened today
2: i'd like to say um we were on call with tommy last night and Tommy goes yeah today was crazy but tomorrow is going to be even crazier and mm-hmm. boy was he correct because dear god something about day 44 in big brother gets everybody fussy and everybody moving day 44 is the greatest yeah. day in big brother history mark your calendars when it's day 44 it's going to be
3: good baby god. so we I also want to cool quote happen. Yeah, I'm well. going to quote Tommy again. I'm going to just say, America MFN Lopez. She saved the season. I, I give credit to Cameron a lot, but this episode was very America centric and for damn good reason. Dang good reason. My bad. Uh, pardon my French. And <laughs> we kind of see the downfall of Jared Fields and Izzy Fields and Sari Fields and I don't think this episode really did justice of what happened today. And I can't blame for the editors for not being able to edit everything within three hours. I don't blame them. It's unfortunate. But it kind of gives you an idea. Today was the most explosive day we've had all season. And I think the live feeders didn't even get half of it. And we'll talk about that more later.
2: Yeah. It was manic. I mean, I think probably from 1 o'clock Eastern or noon Eastern... Uh, It was pandemonium, and I think that's what everybody's been clamoring for. A good classic Big Brother fight. Not a house meeting, unfortunately, but close enough.
1: Close enough. It was so close. I really did expect more people to get involved. I do have a feeling that when the live feed shut off or turned to animals, I have a feeling that more people were introduced into the conversation as it moved. I don't know if they put them all on mute. You know, we we have learned from house guests. Riley was just on Instagram Live and was talking about how before an eviction, they're all not allowed to speak to each other for a certain amount of time uh, just to get ready for the recording and things like that. So we'll see, hopefully, on sunday we'll see to what extent the conversation that we are referring to that happened on the live feeds earlier today uh how that is played out in that episode i'm excited to see who gets involved with it but we touched on america a little bit before and how she really set this plan in motion so we saw that she created like a relationship with matt she knew that Corey was kind of unwilling to budge at, at this point in time in voting Izzy out, and she ends up telling Matt, uh, or excuse me, Matt, I'll back up a little bit, America finds out from Matt that Sari played for the power, and she brings that information to Corey, which makes Corey second-guess his relationship with Sari. And this just set everything yep. in motion.
3: And Yeah, and there's one more thing we didn't necessarily see, and we talked about it on the feeds uh, yesterday during the podcast with Tommy, but uh, Izzy kind of tells Corey she doesn't trust America, and I think this is one of the other small – I think a lot of small events built up for this big implosion, right, because we had America talking to Corey. I think on its own, that wouldn't cause Corey to immediately jump ship, but – that on top of izzy telling uh cory about how much she doesn't trust uh america mm-hmm. america talking to cameron and matt talking to like everyone everything happened in just the right way for day 44 to happen
2: yeah there was a chain of events i don't think it was any one instance um and i don't think it ever could be really one instance of anything with most things in big brother there's always going to be fluidity and there's always going to be a chain of events. And so there was an inciting event where Izzy leaked the Seven Deadly Sins two weeks ago as the kickstarter. like, okay, it's a reasonable alliance. And then it, their little, little creeping suspicions start to build. And it really, really started kind of this week and catapulted itself um, and progressed quite a bit quicker than uh, everybody kind of saw coming.
1: I, I have like a sinking feeling in my throat just thinking about all of the things that have happened and how fast everything happened i mean i'm wondering how the story is going to connect to tonight so we do see that izzy you're right told cory about the seven deadly sins and cory's sort of known about this and he uses that information to get jag to get jag and Nicole and matt on his side to flip to voting out Izzy, what I mean was, Izzy the right move? I seemed, to, I think it was.
2: Yeah i I personally think it was um, for Corey's game. It's tough to gauge because um, a lot of things happened for Corey um, in terms of making a good connection with Izzy and a pretty solid game connection with the field side of the house. Um, but also, you know, America was against Izzy, and Izzy was against America. There were so many factors weighing against Izzy, especially for Corey, that I think led him to really get up off his butt and start talking to everybody to try and um, try and get things to happen. Um, yeah, it. I think it was. It's a it's a tough it's a tough gauge. It's a tough gauge.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think what's going to be really interesting also uh, is seeing again. We know that the reason we sort of brought up the ammunition, I should say, that uh, Corey used in order to flip people onto, you know, voting out Izzy, uh, we're going to see that show up in the conversation if they show it on Sunday uh, when there's a conversation that happens uh, between Corey and Jared in front of Matt and Bowie Jane to begin with, and then the party gets a little bit bigger. So I'm going to pause there just for now. We might talk about it a little bit later. Um, but I just wanted to also make a quick announcement that we're down to the final two of the wall comp right now. No, it's three. It's,
3: it's three. three. Bowie Jane's still <laughs> in. <laughs> All right, we're at three. All right. We'll get to that later. So I think I think the I think the chain of events right is we see a lot of conversations all happen one after another after another. I think a really important one is America and Cameron. And I don't think the show showed how little Cameron paid attention to listen to anyone else, right? Because all we see is America's like, Cameron, they want you gone, bro. You got to listen to me. And Cameron's like, let me tell you, America, they don't want me gone. Make no sense. And and America's like, no, think about it. No one celebrated. And the camera's like, oh, you're right. Never mind. Let me just flip my whole game. It took a lot more convincing, a lot more conversations. But that was a very important part, and that played a very keen role into showing um, showing Cameron, like, where his game is going wrong. And it was very focused on the new bonds that America and Corey are building. And then we get a conversation you – know, we have the conversation again with, with Matt and America, and then America and, and Corey, and then Corey and Matt, and, like, this whole web of just alliance building – and alliance destroying. Um, oh yeah,
1: yeah.
2: I mean, personally, in my opinion, this was America's episode. Um, as much as Corey was definitely uh, the number two was a part of it, um, this was America's episode, hands down. We got to see all her, all of her thoughts. We uh, got to see how she was really actively trying to do this for her game. Um, and in all in all, honesty, I think it fared pretty well for her. Um, but it's really gonna depend on this HOH. Um, yeah. She really had a great conversation with Cameron, trying to lay it down and be like, okay, I'm going to talk to you like you talk to me. This is what happened. You saw it happen. You have to do something about it or you're going home. And I can respect that from America.
3: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And again, Matthew, you are the one week one to be like, America's the player to, to watch for. What did me and Jack do? We said, no, it's Jag and Sari. They're going to run the game. I can't believe we were wrong.
1: What can I say? When looking at these players, it's important to examine the why. What they say is their why for being there. And I thought America had such a strong why going in that was going to be like uh, a guiding light for her in this game. As long as she keeps that and she remembers that that is her why. I think it had something to do with uh, her family, if I'm not mistaken. Um, And we saw that she really went all in on that very first competition where they had to put up the puzzle they had to like um yeah. do it do a puzzle in reverse and she finished first i'm curious to know why is it that we haven't had an america or a cory win at all these past couple of times i feel like they're both capable i mean we did see america get very very close and throw the pressure cooker competition but it seems like nothing else has really stuck for either of them.
3: I think with Corey, part of it is he was just duped. He thought he was in a better position than what he was and so he didn't want to win. America, similar position, I think when she needed to win was the pressure cooker and then she secured safety anyways. I think this HOH is... I think I think they need to win HOH last week, right? Thankfully, Cameron won and did, I think, the smart move for them maybe except for voting out Suri. And, um, well, that happened.
2: Um, um, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and bring in
3: here. Uh,
2: we don't even have to do a live feeds uh, wall. It's over. Jared won. Um, our worst nightmare has come alive. Jared is one of the worst house guests in Big Brother history. Everybody hates him, and I do so dearly hope that he goes home Next week at the double eviction. I so dearly hope he does. Because, good so God. Episode,
3: we have so much episode to talk about Jack. Jack, you're, you're just... I don't care. Jared. I hate Jared. Listen, he's scaring, he's scaring.
1: Listen, listen.
3: Let's let's be
1: truthful here. J- Jared has his fans. And I'm going to, you know, I'm going to... Toss it. He does. He does. There are some people who are rooting for him. And I think it also comes from the fact that... People are fans of Suri as well and want to see her succeed. And in that same light, they would like to see Jared succeed too. And let's also face it, uh, yeah, Will.
3: All I'm gonna say is this is this is Big Brother Six. Straight up, right? We the Big Brother Big Brother Six is regarded as one of the greatest seasons that ever happened, right? We had one alliance that everyone loved, Sovereign Six, right? We had the other alliance hated because they were nasty, they were bitter. Like, you know, there was a lot of bad personality, a lot of bad things with the other alliance, right? But the fact that they traded power every single week makes that season so legendary because every side, there was no steam. I think I want to be hopeful. I don't want Corey or America to go home. I think Cameron going, you know, it could be like, Cameron, you, you just saved the season. Thank you. Goodbye, buddy. See you never. <laughs> I think that is the best outcome. I think I, I don't know how, but I'm not giving up hope. I'm I'm mad. I don't Jared's my least favorite. I rag on Jared every single podcast. He's my least favorite contestant in a long, long time. Right. Um, and just some like he's someone that very talks over everyone, doesn't let anyone else be kinda like Will in the Big Brother Now podcast, you know, cutting off Matthew That's and Jack shut up
2: jack
3: <laughs> anywho so i it's not over but yeah no i'm sad let's
2: keep going to the episode i'm i'm, I'm calm now we can go back to the we uh, got it schedule as planned yes i got on my back. rage
1: yes p- perfect and we'll talk about it a little bit more later as well i'm very curious to see now that we know that jared has won the hoh for this week what the episode on Sunday looks like now based on what, you know, what happened between Jared and Corey earlier today. I will also just throw out since we are on the topic, um, I'm not rooting for Jared to win the game. I would not like to see him win the game. I would like to see Sari win. I would like to see America. I would like to see Corey win, Nicole. Um I could I could list everyone, uh, but to me, I would not like to see Jared win this game. Let's see what he does with this HOH. Uh, we also, uh, what didn't we talk about already from tonight? I think it is it is important. I want to highlight Bowie Jane for a second. Because Ceri and Felicia and Izzy, and let me know if, they're, if I'm missing anyone else, did not fill Bowie Jane in on the vote to evict Red. And I think that really, really, really got in their way. Uh, yeah. For this vote as well, because it made it very easy for someone else to grab up Bowie Jane who felt like she wasn't a part of an alliance. Yep, yeah, I agree.
2: Um, Let's just not forget that Bowie Jane is a lawyer. Um, maybe she's a good lawyer. Maybe she's a great lawyer. We don't know. But uh, she's actually been playing the game kind of well. I I personally say I I kind of enjoy Bowie Jane's uh, game as of uh, as of late. Um I like how she has been so willing to be picked up by another side, swung into a power ship. and especially today with some of the um some of the comments and some of the back and forth with Siri, yeah, I mean I see some good things from her, and I'm really, really hoping that we get to see more because she's definitely definitely growing on me as a player.
3: I think the way I view um, Boy Jane right now is kind of like Chicken George from Big Brother 7. Someone who doesn't fully grasp the idea of the game, doesn't really love the, the trickery and the backstabbing, but is kind in a sea of game players. And... Again, it's like I kind of like having players like this, right? Because we need one BS Bowie Jane to kind of throw off the course of everyone else because it's an obstacle for someone like Sarit to navigate through because Bowie Jane takes the game very personally, takes it seriously, takes it to heart. She doesn't like the game. And so that makes it way harder for Sarit to navigate through that than someone like Izzy who loves the game and respects the game and understands, like, it's just the game.
1: Yeah, I, I see that we saw in the, the conversation today. I'm, I'm not going to go into the major facts about it because we will see it sort of play out. But Bowie Jane was there. And at, at a, a moment, Suri was also in the room. And I think what I want to highlight, Will, um, yep. that you just pointed out was that Bowie Jane wasn't necessarily um, opposed to correcting Suri when it came to certain facts that came yes. up during that conversation. Whereas Wait. other people in the room would be like, um, Suri, why don't we talk about this later, right? Like they didn't yeah. want yeah. to talk to Suri in the larger group. They would rather talk to her in private, but with Bowie Jane, it was like, no, Suri, like you're a part yeah. of this alliance. You're a part of this alliance. You're a part of this alliance.
3: I'm and that's, Sorry, Jacob. No, go ahead. no. no you go. Say, uh, thank you. I was gonna say, I think Bowie Jane winning HOH would have led to her falling backwards and to evicting Suri this week. And I wanted that to happen really badly because just, like, Boy Jake not knowing anything and putting up, like, Jared and and whoever, like, Jared and Corey, right? And then, like, America wins (laughs) Vito. She puts up Sari, ruins all social bridges, all capital, but somehow sends Sari home. Would be the funniest thing that ever happened in Big Brother. And it could still happen during the double eviction.
2: Yeah. And I think it's really awesome for her arc. Uh, Her arc has been very um very very slow for the past for the first couple weeks um and then we saw it pick up getting blindsided by sari by um the her supposed alliance legend 25 uh her reeling with that and having to live with that and then coming back from that to being in a great spot in the house to then winning hoh and getting rid of sari would it be a very great arc? But I don't think that that is the exact path. It's not going to go that way, and I don't think it should. I want to see more of what Bowie J could do without having HOH, and I want to see her mm, yeah. make some individual strong connections with players. I want to see her – if we see her branch out this week and start making some real ties, she's yeah. – Dangerous Because we said this a couple weeks ago. Bowie Jane was in a position where she could be picked up by anybody and she could be identified as, okay, you're my goat. But now what I personally believe is Bowie Jane is aware of this and is actually going to start making strides to make sure that people really, really start to value her as that, which I'm excited for. It's good gameplay.
3: Yeah. under the radar
1: under the radar and she's had this like invisible narrative going on right where she's sort of been um like you all been saying sort of discarded from her what she thought was her main alliance and i like this jack that she's sort of picking up on that and playing into it even more we'll see moving forward and i think um i forget it was a big brother winner i think it was june from um season four who had said that her idea of big brother and being a good player is someone who doesn't have to win the competitions to make any sort of moves or to earn their safety that they are that was, s- they are safe that, was, that june, was june
2: i believe uh yeah that was june you, you can give credit to maybe dr will as well back in big brother 2 uh, oh, for man. throwing every single competition um you can get credit to uh, Kevin Jacobs, you can give cre- you can give credit to a lot of Big Brother
3: winners. And Giesling because, as well. Yeah, you Wait. can like you can give
2: credit to a lot of Big Brother winners, especially um, June. Especially June. Especially, especially Taylor Hale. Well, Taylor? she won two HOHs, albeit yeah. her second one was at the most crucial point of her game. Um, but. You don't need to. You don't need to win all competitions to win a game. You don't need yep. to be Jackson, Mickey, or um, Cody California, or Cody right. California, or whoever. You don't need to win four HOHS and four vetoes to win a season. You just need to play a damn good social game so that, regardless, you're going to be taken. Personally, I think June is one of my favorite winners, and I have always wanted to see every season. I always want to see someone play like June. Because June is well, June's a beast, and I love her winning game.
3: Jack, do you know my favorite Big Brother winner? Is it you Dr. Will? Know? It's Dr. Will. And do you know what? Dr. Will played like a beta June game. I think June played a better floater game. Yeah, I agree. But I think – because I think you – know, we'll talk more about Dr. Will and June and whatever. But like, yeah, a classic floater game. Floating is a legitimate strategy. I'm going to be straight. Yes. I know people always, they think of that Rachel Riley quote and they confuse the do-nothings with the floaters. If you're yes. able to just understand and be aware of you your profile socially and you understand how everyone responds to that and using that for your advantage, that is smart gameplay. Doing nothing and hoping you get lucky, that's just being a coaster. Yep. And I think we're starting to see... Uh, Bowie Jane moved from the coasting to just to being oh, a player
2: really F-ing F-ing I, Jane. I'd like to say as well I backing up my point it's quality over quantity you can again you can win as much as you want but it's about the quality in the one hoh June had in big brother four she made a giant move and evicted her XG, who she had been working with the whole season to which G respected the move and campaigned for her and Jure to win, and she won. Quality over quantity. You don't need to win everything.
3: She also threw the final three HOH by putting down a million. by answering one million. Oh, which God, is, such a good moment. We got. We just got to bring it. Up. All right, we're just fan
2: girling about June. We should keep. We should get back to Big Brother 25.
0: You Let's know what?
1: Well deserved fanning over someone, uh, a great player for a Big Brother, and. I, I'm actually I want to get your opinions on both of this because we saw a lot from Corey right we saw the the vote flip happen but I didn't see a lot of campaigning from Felicia or Izzy okay. do we know of anything that happened on the live feeds that they didn't show did both of them take a step back this week from campaigning I mean what happened here
2: i it's tough to say I think there was a lot of kind of melodrama and a lot of kind of just sadness with the two of them especially cuz they both actually enjoy each other and they both enjoy working together. I don't know. Like this is odd. Like we didn't really see really I personally didn't see any at all uh traditional campaigning this week from Izzy or Felicia, which is really really interesting because you know every week you're going to see at least at least some form of traditional campaigning, but I don't think we saw much of it at all this week.
3: I think the problem is is that they were both getting lied to that they had the votes to stay. That's and right. so in their head, I think by campaigning, that shows that they don't trust their alliance. I think Felicia knew she was going home, but by campaigning against Izzy, that paints a bigger target. So I think it was smart for Felicia to lay low, let the house blow up, and it worked out. Did she do that yeah. intentionally? Did she just hope and pray? Who's to say? but I don't necessarily blame her or Izzy for not campaigning hard with how the house structure is and what it's looking like from both a viewer. And I could see myself doing the same thing or I could see Izzy and why Izzy would do the same thing and why Felicia would do the same thing as a player. I,
2: I think it unintentionally or intentionally, I'm not sure if Felicia's intention was to do this, I think her best move this week, and I will reiterate this every single day, um, Felicia picking Sari for the kayak was the best move that week for her because it kept Sari away from Jared for 48 hours, kept Sari from Izzy for 48 hours, and they blew it up, ruined it without Sari, and they got this whole ball rolling. Um, I don't know if that was Felicia's intention. If it's not – a good move. I hope she can recognize it and use it. Uh, if she does, bad props. <laughs> bad props. That is a great, great under the radar play.
1: Yeah. Oh, by the way, speaking of those punishments, I just i, I wanted to, i i want to talk about the piglet one real quick because there was a catch to that where if they didn't fill up the pen with two thousand scoops of dirt, Izzy would have had to sat out of next week's veto. Um, I almost thought that Cam might not help Izzy complete it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'm surprised he actually did.
2: I don't know. Like, that's... if I mean, I'm sure Cameron would remain target number one very, very clearly. Like, pin it on the board, Cameron's target number one, if he doesn't help Izzy. Because not only is that screwing over Izzy regardless, that's also just kind of a bad human move, yeah. you know? Kind of screwing Izzy out of playing Evito because Cameron just doesn't like her uh, as a player. Like, how would suck. And I think Cameron might have recognized that and be like, all right, you know, I, and, should, I should respect Izzy. And let her
3: play. Yeah, and it could be a personal thing too. Cameron, he's a weird dude. His the his morals is kind of all over the place, I feel like. So maybe I don't know. Cameron he's just a weird guy. And that's 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 really it. I think you know the
1: what? big
2: co- I think the big question for this week now, especially Cameron. what is Jared going to do? Who's his real target? Because it's originally Cameron, but I think you're right. I think Corey is his number one target now
3: yeah i i love i love Corey. i'm a big Corey fan i i i was rooting for him this whole season right i think i think this is going to be the week i have a question though and what are the odds that the nominations are Corey in america cameron wins veto takes off court or takes off america who does Jared put up in place? Jack it doesn't matter. Just what are the odds that that happens? Because part of me, this is the Will West crackpot theory making a comeback. I kind of see, I kind of see Cameron saving America, because I think Cameron would view it as a way to build trust, trust with America. Because I feel like now they're they trust each other a little bit more, right? Because Cameron can be like, America, you told me you know the the truth you're straight up you told me how the power structure was whatever right i i, I don't know why i just have the sinking feeling or not sinking feeling but like that idea that i just see cameron saving america for whatever reason
1: i could see that happening especially because we we also know that cameron uh is not a fan of jag Un- unfortunately it, it it's There's something there that just also seems uh, a little more intense than just the game, but he um, would probably take America off, one, to build trust with America, like you said, but also for the possibility of Jag being the replacement nom. I think that Corey and America stand the best chance of staying if Cameron is sitting in one of the spots on the block. Yes. He's already seen as a massive challenge threat. People aren't exactly enjoying their time with him in the house. And mm-hmm. I could see them vouching to keep uh, Corey or America over Cameron.
2: Yeah, and now that especially, I think a lot of people have expressed a concern that they don't want to be in a jury house with Cameron. So I think, you know, now that they know that it's a jury of seven, which I think we should talk about next. Um, mm-hmm. Now we know that it's a jury of seven. I, I mean, Jared's terrible. And he's probably going to gun for Corey because he just is entitled. But I could see Cameron getting out these two weeks and being a real strong target because people don't want to be in that jury house with him. And now they have the opportunity to do so, might as well.
3: This is your time. At the same time, though, I feel like people will say the same. I think think people are wanting to split duos before the jury because – an idea is like if a duo makes it to the jury and they both get out, then they vote together all the time, which I think is a little unfounded. I think that's, I think that doesn't give people enough credit to you know think for themselves, right? But I I, I feel like people would target Corey and America to try to split them up for for jury. Maybe and Jared, I, I don't know or Felicia, I whatever like someone from that trio. Even though Felicia, you know, was getting targeted by Siri, but it's it's all whatever. Yeah.
2: yeah. Jury of Jack, seven.
3: Yeah. I think, right. I think we need to talk about that
1: jury yes. of seven because when was the last time they did this? I'm gonna look it
2: up. I'm gonna look it up. Uh, okay, my,
3: okay. my my guess is I think it's
2: four. I think it's fourteen. I yeah. think it's fourteen. I'm gonna take a quick look.
3: Actually, later now. Yeah, it, it's Big Brother fourteen it. because Ian Perry said you or it might be yep. sixteen. Look, it's fourteen. I remember Ian Perry said, "You take Frank to the end, he wins seven yep. Oh,
2: Yep. Okay.
3: I remember that fight. And
2: Big Brother fifteen was a hundred percent jury of um jury of nine. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's been over ten years uh, since we've had uh, a jury of seven. It often means that people are going to be playing harder because you know a lot of people come up Big Brother and say, "Look, my biggest goal beyond winning, I just want to make it to jury, right? I want to make it to jury." I want to have that achievement on my belt. And now they have to work two weeks, a week and a double. Um, they have to work two weeks to get the jury. It's going to promote some stronger gameplay. Ideally, ideally, this house to be totally different.
1: The only thing you get from going to jury is 30 more seconds of airtime and signing over $750,000 to someone else. I know that it's this big accomplishment. I want people to ignore that jury is a thing and just focus on the win moving forward. But I find it really interesting that this is now, it is reverted back to a seven person jury. I think if I'm putting my producer hat on that the producers of Big Brother are hoping for more of a split for year you know for the past couple of years now we've seen the what's typically what we've seen is the first five keys that are pulled out of the end when people are voting for a winner just happen to be the person who ends up winning and there's there is there's a lack of suspense when it yeah. comes to who is going to take it home because we may, we may not even see the second place runner up even receive a vote.
2: Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I it's A lot, like a lot of uh, very clear votes, a lot of unanimous votes in the past couple of seasons. Uh, I think the last truly split float was BB twenty. You can argue BB twenty one, but that was six to three, so it's iffy. Uh, Big Brother twenty two nine and zero. Big Brother twenty three nine and zero. Big Brother twenty four eight and one. It's it's become a pattern, and I'm you know all this to say. We've been talking about all these things that production has done. You know, we've talked about bringing back the pressure cooker. We talked about bringing a jury of seven. Is this a fluke? Are they doing this because it's the 25th season, it's our anniversary, and we got to show up or show out? Or are they really actually listening to super fans and doing a little bit of catering to them?
3: I think both. I think it's a good excuse to bring back pressure cooker. Um, it, it, I think it gives them a reason, like, oh, it's season 25, it's legendary, let's bring back a classic competition. Uh, th- we, we talked about callbacks um, last episode, we've seen callbacks, we've seen, you know, this whole season is a fan letter to fans, and I think that's also part of why Sarif Fields is on, you know, even though she's not a big brother favorite, survivor favorite, it gets them tuned in. I, and I, I think it's also pandering for super fans because we've wanted these things, right? We, we've always talked about how we can fix Big Brother and how it can be, you know, whatever. And again, like people are saying this is the best modern season in a long time. And I have family that says this is the best season ever. Better than 10. Hot take. But, you know, family is family. But what I'm trying to say is it's like I I love production this season. I I think they've been hitting.
2: done a good job. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think definitely this season, I was texting someone a couple of days ago, I said this season's definitely above the bottom quarter of Big Brother seasons. I think it's definitely hit its stride, and I definitely think it's now at at least the top half of Big Brother seasons. It has been dynamic. Um, if we get a steamroll week, a boring week, we get the most insane feeds players in history, um, and if we get a really good week, it is some of the best Big Brother ever. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm. It's and just good. It's really, really good.
3: All aboard the hype train!
1: Yay! Yay. Yay. Listen, it was painful for the first couple of weeks at least for me personally i did have to take a step back from the live feeds uh just in our bb coverage uh i will log on here or there i want to hear from anyone who's viewing uh our live stream now or maybe you're catching this after or tomorrow, feel free to leave us a comment. Are you still watching the live feeds? Are you enjoying them? Are you a casual viewer? Do you enjoy just watching the episodes? If so, who are you rooting for? I'd love to hear from all of you. We are going to end it for tonight, but we will be back to talk about the HOH competition happening this Sunday. Well, it already happened, but they're going to edit it into the episode. And next week is a double eviction so we're also going to be covering that on the channel as well all right we will see you all later